Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby! Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hi again, everybody. We welcome you in once again to the latest edition of Jumping the Gun. It is brought to you by Patterson Square Garden with Brother Dan. I'm Dan Gunn, and there was just one. Only one game remaining in the 2020 season, and it's the biggie. Two teams left out of 32 teams total in the NFL. Kansas City Chiefs, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's the, it's the ageless wonder versus the young gun. One guy has six Super Bowl rings. The other one has one shooting for his second. Uh, what a matchup it should be. Two offenses that are scoring 30 points a game. And so, Brother Dan, um, I can't wait to see this one. Uh, There's so many variables in this game. When you look at, you know, the Chiefs are favored by three points. The over-under is 156 and a half. Uh, your thoughts on the game in general? Uh, I can't wait to see this one. Uh, personally, I mean, I, I picked the Packers last week, as as, as both of us did. Uh, we both thought the Packers were going to be in the game so that we could see Aaron Rodgers against Patrick Mahomes. But uh, getting Tom Brady against Mahomes is, is a, a heck of a uh, consolation. So we're getting the greatest quarterback of all time. I mean, Tom Tom Brady, I mean, I think the debate is over. Even if you, you question the first four Super Bowls, as I personally do as an Eagles fan, um, he's, I mean, six Super Bowls is just ridiculous. Uh, to do it over over 20 years in the NFL, uh, 20 plus years now, uh, and in his 10th Super Bowl, it's he's he's a guy to be the greatest of all time. And then you have Patrick Mahomes, who is one of the most talented quarterbacks we've ever seen. Only in his fourth season in the NFL, uh, he's he's been unbelievable. He's played as perfect as you could already getting one Super Bowl uh, and a Super Bowl MVP and going to his second I, I can't wait to see this game on Sunday you know there, there's so many as I said so many variables in this game and you have to talk about the speed 
on both teams. I mean, both teams are loaded with speed merchants. I mean, you've got Antonio Brown, you've got Tariq Hill, you've got the big receivers. Um, the funny thing is that neither one of these teams had a thousand yard rusher. You have some good running backs in Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette and Clyde Edwards Hilaire in this game. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, but it's all going to come down to trench warfare. Can Kansas City's passed up offensive line keep the pressure off Patrick Mahomes? Now, Green Bay's offensive line was rated at the top, I believe, in terms of protecting the quarterback in 2020. And Tampa Bay went in there to Green Bay, sacked Aaron Rodgers five times, got eight hits on him. That disrupts the timing, and they kept constant pressure on him. And when you're talking about timing offenses like both of these teams have, if your defense can get constant pressure on a quarterback, that messes up timing completely. Yeah, definitely. And especially if you look back to the Week 12 matchup, Tyreek Hill, I mean, going off for over 200 yards in the first quarter, uh, three touchdowns. It, it just doesn't look like the uh, the, the, the Buccaneers' uh, secondary can just keep up with the speed of uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Their best hope is that defensive line, as you mentioned, with uh, Shaq Barrett and, uh, and Jason Pierre-Paul. And we saw what it did. Green Bay, like you said, uh, they were missing David Bakhtiari, and the the Bucks took advantage of that. The Chiefs in this game are missing Eric Fisher, uh, M- Mitchell Schwartz, and it, it looks like Daniel Kilgore is going to play. Um, if he does, if he does play, with obviously that the whole half haircut situation with <laughs> with the Kansas City Chiefs barber ending ending up with COVID. Um, so if he's out, that's another big hit for them. He's been he's kind of been there. Uh, uh, Swiss Army knife on the offensive line this year uh, because of all of their injuries. Uh, but hey, I mean, it's a different. You have to you have to contain Patrick Mahomes. It's 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 going to be tough. It's because he ha- he's so athletic. He can run out. He can throw while while on the move. You kind of have to get him going backwards and and moving out of the pocket to get him kind of rattled. So it's going to be a tough task for uh, for uh, the Buccaneers. Uh, because that def- that secondary isn't the fastest. Yeah, I don't know if Tampa Bay's defense can rattle the Patrick Mahomes. We've t- we've seen teams try to put pressure on him. The guy steps up in the pocket. He, he steps to his right. He steps to his left. He throws overhand. He throws underhand. He throws across his body. He throws darts down the sidelines. Uh, there's nothing that this kid can't do. There's no throw that he can't make. Um, so if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers can't get him on the ground, all you're doing basically is playing right into Patrick Mahomes' hand, giving him a chance to use all of his athleticism in his arsenal to beat you. Yeah, and you add on top of that, they have two running backs. They have, you have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, you have uh, Le'Veon Bell, and if, if they can get the run game going, I don't know what, what the Buccaneers are going to do. Because then you have to respect the run. You can't go all out on your pass rush. If the Chiefs are able to run the ball in this game, that's this this game is going to be over uh, pretty early, I think. See, I don't I don't know if Kansas City can run on this Tampa Bay defense. Tampa Bay had the best run defense in the NFL this year. They completely stonewalled Green Bay's running game. And of course, when Aaron Jones went down in the third quarter uh, with a chest injury after he fumbled, that was it. It made Green Bay's offense one-dimensional. And while Aaron Rodgers threw for over 340 yards against Tampa Bay's defense, 
they couldn't have that balanced attack like they did against the Rams the week prior to that. But you look at Patrick Mahomes. He wants to throw the football. I mean, you go back to the first meeting back in week 12 between these two. Patrick Mahomes threw for 462 yards in this defense, three touchdowns, no interceptions. They were able to sack him. The Buccaneers defense was able to sack him twice. But for the most part, Patrick Mahomes did any and everything he wanted to in that game. And, of course, when you have arguably the best tight end in the game right now, Travis Kelsey, who's a master of getting open, especially when uh, Mahomes starts scrambling, it could make for a long afternoon for a defense. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, it's funny about that Week 12 game. I was just looking back at uh, back on it, and I didn't realize how close of a game that was. It was ended up being a 27-24 win uh, for the Chiefs. And, uh, I mean, the Chiefs did go out to that 17-point lead early in the game. But the Bucks were right there, and, and that's a good sign for the Bucks that, that even though they had that slow start, that game had every sign that it was going to end up being a blowout. And the, the Buccaneers kept it close. Uh, if they, they need to follow a similar ga- game plan to that, I mean, Gronkowski had probably uh, one of his best games of the year. He had 106 yards that game. Uh, Brady, who I mean, he threw two interceptions in that game, and you, and you don't know. If he doesn't throw those two interceptions, maybe they win that game. So I think it's definitely possible for the Bucks uh, to pull this one off. Uh, I mean, everybody says don't don't bet against Tom Brady. Uh, in my case, I I personally, if, if you're gonna bet against him, against anyone, it's it's uh, it's Patrick Mahomes. Um, but it's uh, this should be this is an interesting game. Well, um, I believe Brady's going to serve up a couple of interceptions in this game. Uh, Tyron Matthew and those guys back there are going to be sitting on the ball waiting for him to throw it up. Brady likes to throw those loud passes down the sideline. He threw three picks in the third quarter mm-hmm. against Green Bay. Green, Green Bay couldn't capitalize on them. So Brady's going to serve up. The, 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 the thing is, if Brady gives this, this Kansas City Chief offense a short field, he's, they're going to have problems. I don't think if Kansas City jumps out big on them this time, I don't think Brady can bring back uh, the Buccaneers in this particular game. Yes, they do have Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Antonio Brown's playing. Um, you know they've got plenty of weapons uh, running the running the ball. But when you look at the first time they played, neither team ran the ball well. Kansas City only ran for 87 yards. Tampa Bay is 75 yards rushing. And you were talking about Gronkowski having a big day. How about Tyreek Hill? Yeah, what he did to that Buccaneers defense: thirteen catches, two hundred sixty-nine yards, three touchdowns. Are you kidding me? You're right. Tampa Bay doesn't have anybody in their secondary that can stay with the Tyreek Hill. That could be huge, especially in the second half. Yeah, I mean Tyreek Hill. Shout out to Tyreek Hill. He uh, he actually he was the reason why I won my fantasy football game that week. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I check and see, and Tyreek Hill somehow has gotten me like fifty points in the first quarter. Uh, that was that was insane, um, but yeah, Carl, Carlton Davis has been had a good year. Um, he's but he's more of a he's a physical cornerback, and with the amount of motion that the Chiefs run before their plays, it's almost impossible to get good contact on a receiver like Tyreek Hill because they keep moving him uh, as if they're going to give him a, a jet sweep, uh, and it's it's just hard to keep up with him before the play even starts. So I don't know how how you can. How you can handle that while handling his speed down the field, and then you have guys like Nicole Hardman um, and Sammy Watkins, and, and these guys, they, they just have speed all over the place, and I don't know how you can keep up with all of that. 
Well, you know, it's again, one of the big factors, getting pressure on the quarterback. Kansas City's defense is not a big pressure defense. Um, I believe they only had something like 32 quarterback sacks in the regular season, mm-hmm. uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, not very many in the postseason. Um, when you look at this Buccaneers team, they had like, what, 53 sacks? Yeah. Um, so, you know, so you know Tampa Bay is going to be bringing it. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how Steve Spagnola tries to defend against the likes of Tom Brady. Now, Spagnola has already beat Tom Brady once in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. go back to 2007. That was the year the Patriots are going for that undefeated campaign, and Spagnola's defense with the Giants put the clamps on them. So Spags knows how to play Tom Brady. Uh, Tom Brady has a little bit different collection of weapons this time around him, but it's going to be interesting to see uh, if, if Steve Spagnola can, can, can design the perfect defense uh, to keep Tom Brady on his heels. Yeah, not as as much of a not as good of a defensive line uh, as he had in New York, but hey, I mean, you have Chris Jones on the interior uh, who can play kind of that Justin Tuck role, uh, where he, he's just getting uh, he's an amazing pass rusher from the interior, and we all know Tom Brady. The 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 way to get to Tom Brady is interior pressure, early and often, getting him on his back, knocking him down, even when you're not getting sacks, just being in his face. We we know that that's what gets to what what can get to him, and Chris Jones is the perfect kind of defensive lineman to have if that's what your game plan is. You know, I'm surprised more teams don't try to blitz Tom Brady up the middle because he's not mobile. As soon as Brady feels the pressure, he's going down. He's either throwing it away or he's going down. You're not going to see Tom Brady scramble a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Now he'll surprise you every now and then and take <laughs> off in a wide open field. But he's not going to be a, a, a scramble quarterback. You're not going to see a lot of RPOs uh, from a Tom Brady. Now, you're not going to see a lot of read options from a Tom Brady. He's going to step back. He's going to throw it. He's going to use maybe a few misdirection plays. He's very good at hiding the football, faking the handoff, and going over the middle and down the sideline. But um, this, is, this is probably going to be one of the better chess matches in the Super Bowl that we've seen in quite some time. Yeah, and uh, I... Personally, I, I think the Chiefs, they just have every all the edges. Um, and, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of shocked that Vegas is only giving the Chiefs a three-point uh, a three point cushion in this game. And they're, they're only the favorites by three points. I would have gone a little bit higher. I, I, I actually think the Chiefs are going to win this uh, pretty handily. Really? Yeah, I do. I, I just have a, I have a weird feeling. I, I, just, I think the Bucks. Uh, like our guest Brad Feinberg said earlier this week, I just don't think the I think the Bucks are kind of they kind of lucked their way into this position. Uh, the Drew yeah the Drew Brees falling apart uh, in their game, and you have the the Packers who left around twenty points on the on the field. That's true. I, I just don't think the Bucks are are really as good as 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 they seem as uh, them being in the Super Bowl makes them out to be. Well, um, when, when you you look at the coaches, Andy Reid and Bruce Arians, uh, two of the older coaches in the league, in a day and age when so many teams are looking to go with younger coaches, they have coached against each other one time. They have each beaten each other one time. And how ironic it is that the margin of difference in both meetings was only three points. Mm-hmm. So that's why I expect it to be a, a close game. Uh, both teams, again, are loaded with personnel, quality personnel on both sides of the football. 
Um, I think the defenses are going to have to make some big plays in this game to help out the offense. Um, I think because of what we've seen from Kansas City, when you look at Kansas City's 16 wins, nine of their wins have been by six points or less. So this is a team that knows how to win the close game. Mm-hmm. I think if Kansas City can jump on Tampa Bay early, I think that favors. Um, I think that favors Tampa Bay. But if Tampa Bay jumps out early, I think it also favors Kansas City because Kansas City is known for coming back in games yeah. and pulling games out. So when I look at it both ways, I, I know the Ozmakers have about uh, Kansas City by the slimmest of margins, um, three points. But I'm going to take Kansas City in the points in this game. Now, when you look at the over-under, the over-under is 156 and a half right now. You have two teams that are scoring 30 points a game. Would you take the over or the under in a game like this? Oh, man. I, you know, I think I'm going to take the over. Um, it's the, Now, the case for the under, uh, which, which is kind of bothering me, is, is that if the Bucks try to shorten the game and, and, and run the ball and try to play the ball control and just keep the ball out of Mahomes' hands, which is very possible. But I just think that that the Chiefs, it's they're just too good. They score too fast, uh, and I don't think even if the even if the Bucks try to play that way, I don't think it's going to work. And I think it's going to end up having to be uh, somewhere in thirties. I, I look at a Super Bowl, and what's amazing is okay, you bet on the point spread, you bet on the over under, but then there's all these prop bets yeah. that are out there. There's like over 600 prop bets that people bet on. They say in this particular Super Bowl, over $4.3 billion will be bet on this one game. The Super Bowl is the most heavily bet uh, sporting event in America. Mm-hmm. $4.3 billion, especially in an economy where COVID has really put a stranglehold on a lot of people's jobs. They have cost people businesses. Uh, there's some businesses that will never reopen again. And yet the, the money that's flowing on um, bets in this particular game is simply phenomenal. Yeah. Are you going to are you gonna make some wagers on this game? Yeah, I might have to follow um, Brad Feinberg, uh, our, our guest this week. I mean, he's, he's gave, he gave us some really good advice, uh, especially the one um, about which team is going to, to be punting more. I definitely think that's going to be the Buccaneers. Uh, and, and I think that's a – I agree with him. He said that, that was probably a surefire bet. Uh, I'm I'm going to be going with him on that one. Uh, I also, I mean, uh, you you brought up the uh, the halftime show and and how the over under was at uh, was at eight games, I believe, right for for the no, weekend. No, uh, eight, 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 eight songs. Eight songs. Eight songs. Excuse, excuse me. Um, yeah, you you brought up the point that I thought about uh, with the the montages and how uh, that can count for several songs. Um, but yeah, nine songs is a, it's a, that's a long halftime show. So I, I think I would have to go under on that too. A lot of interesting now, bets. You, you can bet some weird things, uh, during the Super Bowl, especially even with the advertisements. Sometimes the advertisements get involved. Oh my goodness. Yes. Now I'm looking at one betting site right now. I'm going to throw some prop bets at you okay. and I want to see which way, you, which way you're leaning. All right. Let's start with the coin, coin toss results. Um, right now, heads is at minus 101, tails at minus 101, so it's about even. Would you, if you were betting on a coin toss, would you take heads or tails? So everybody says tails never fails, and and, and Brad Feinberg did too. I, I'm going with heads. I've always gone with heads, and, and I, I think I've uh, it's, it's done me right. Every time somebody says tails never fails, it's always heads, uh, in my experience. 
So I'm, I'm going right. ahead. Okay, will the opening kickoff be a touchback? Yes or no? Uh, the yeses are at my, minus 220. The noes are at plus 190. Um, oh, this is tough. I, I'd say yes. And the reason I said yes, I actually had to think about it. Uh, is Bill Belichick in the Super Bowl? Because Belichick has this thing where he, he kind of pooch kicks it to, to try to get yep. it try to get a quick turnover um, or, or just bad field position for the opponent. But uh, in this game, I, I think, yes, it's going to be a, a touchback. All right. Will the first offensive play be a run, uh, a pass? Okay, a run play. Run play is at minus 120. A pass play or a sack is at plus 100. Hmm. If it's the uh, if it's the Chiefs, I would say pass. If it's the Bucks, I think it's run. Um, I'm going to go with run. I think the Bucks are going to get the ball first. Oh, I'm going to say pass. I mean, both of these teams would rather pass the ball than run it. Um, I believe they're both going to come out passing the ball. Whoever has the ball first is going to throw, try to test the secondary uh, right away. That's so true. I'm going to go to pass here in the plus that, one. That's true. As a matter All of right. fact, one, one sec, I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to. You convinced me. I'm actually going to go pass also because, uh, especially, uh, 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 we all we all know from his days with the Eagles, Andy Reid loves to uh, to test the defense early, especially when you have a player like Tyreek Hill. Um, he might give them a shot first play of the game. So I'm, I'm going to go with pass also. I changed my mind. All right. All right. Will the first score – will will there be a score in the first five minutes? Uh, the odds are split right down the middle. Yes, minus 110. No, minus 110. Yes, I think there's going to be a score in the first five minutes. Really? I do. Uh, the way both teams move up and down the field? Yeah, think so? yeah I think so. Okay. I think the first score is going to be a field goal. So, you know, I think as they continue to test each other, I think the first quarter is going to be like a test out period mm-hmm. to see what they're trying to do. And then things are going to open up in the seconds through the fourth quarter. Was it a, was it right. a field goal last year? Uh, or I think Kansas City uh, scored a touchdown first. I'm going to, I can't remember. I think I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to touchdown first. All right. Here's, here's another one you might want to like, uh, that you might like here. Okay. Uh, first team to score. Kansas City's at minus one thirty. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is at plus one ten. I'm gonna go with Kansas City. I'd agree with you there. I'd, I'd go with. Yeah. I'd go there. Kansas City. They don't care who they're playing. They don't care where they're playing. This team is eight and zero on the mm-hmm. road this year. They don't care. They're gonna run their offense. They dare you to stop you. They just dink and dunk you to death. Mm-hmm. They nitpick you. They find out where your weak link is, and that's how they attack you. I think Kansas City, the first time they get the ball, is going to march down the field and put up some points. Yeah, I agree. I think whenever they get the ball, um, they'll be scoring. All right, here's one for you. What will be the first score of the game? A touchdown is at minus 160, a field goal or a safety at plus 140. Oh, man, imagine betting a safety here. Uh, I'm going uh, to go with the touchdown. I think Kansas City is going to score the first touchdown. All right. Okay. Now I'm going to throw a few Patrick Mahomes prop bets at you. All right. Uh, let's start with this one. His passing yards. The over/under for passing yards for Patrick Mahomes is at three twenty-seven and a half. The over is minus one fifteen. The under uh, minus one fifteen. Also, I'm going over this. I, I think he's going to be yeah, close I to four hundred. I agree. If not more. All right. Passing touchdowns. The over/under is two and a half. Which way you go? Ooh, this for, is for Mahomes. This is weird because last year he ran one in. Um, I'm going to go passing. Uh, yes, uh, over. Okay, I'm going to go over to where I think he'll throw at least three. Yeah. Oh, here's a good one. Pass completions. The over-under is 28 and a half for Mahomes. Oh, that's a good one. Because he, he some of these could be shots. And so uh, that, that leads to, to shorter drives. 
Hmm. I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go over because they like to run uh, a lot of screens and stuff around the goal line that don't always end up in, t- in touchdowns. So those are yep. they, those uh, those completions added up. All right, here's another one for you. Uh, let's see, receiving yards. Ah, oh, it's one of my favorite. Tyreek Hill, receiving yards. Number of receptions is uh, the over under six and a half. You taking the over or the under? Uh, I'm gonna take the over on that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't think anybody in Tampa Bay secondary can stay with this guy long enough to keep him under six and a half catches. Yeah, and so I'm definitely taking the over there. Definitely, and and I think that the Chiefs are going to to test that early and often, even if he doesn't have the biggest game. Uh, I think he right. he's going to have a lot of catches because the Chiefs are going to make sure uh, that the Bucks can stop th- that uh, early. All right, here's an interesting one for Tyreek: over under on receiving yards, ninety-one and a half. You like the over or the under? One and a half. I'm uh, I'm gonna go over. Yeah, I, I, I'm inclined. Even if he gets like right around 105, 106, I think Tyreek Hill is going to have a big game. Yeah, I agree. I honestly believe that. Yep. All right, Travis Kelsey, uh, receptions over under for Travis Kelsey. Kelsey is seven and a half. Um, I'm going to go under. You're going to take the under. Do you think they're going to be able to take him out of the game? I don't think they're going to take him out. I just think that. Uh, the focus of the offense will be at wide receiver because the strength of the Bucks uh, secondary is uh, those interior linebackers and the safeties. Um, I think they're, they're probably going to throw some bracket coverage uh, at Travis Kelsey with Devin White uh, up front and uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. over top. All right, receiving yards for Kelsey. 97 and a half is the over-under. 97, uh, I'm going to go under. Under. I think he's going to have a touchdown or two, but I don't. I just don't think he's going to have a lot of yards. I agree with you. I'm taking the under there as well. All right, let's go to Tom Brady now. The over/under for Tom Brady in passing yards is two ninety-six and a half. You taking the over or the under? Um, I'm going to take the under on this. Uh, I think that the, the if the Bucks, the Bucks formula to winning is going to be is going to have to be running the ball. So I'm going to take uh, the under here. You know what? I'm inclined to agree with you. Now, we know Tom Brady can light up a scoreboard. And when you look mm-hmm. at that array, array of weapons that he has that he's throwing to, he could easily put up 300. But I think Tampa Bay's best bet is to try to have a more balanced attack against against this Kansas City defense. So I'm going to take the under as well. Tom Brady was under against Green Bay, under 296 against Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, Tampa Bay was helped by turnovers, Green Bay turnovers, but I'm going to take Tom Brady in the under here. Tom Brady touchdown passes, two and a half here. You're taking the over, under. Uh, I'm going to take uh, touchdown passes, two and a half. He likes to sneak those in. I, I'm, I'm going to go over, though. I think I'm going to go over here. You're going to take, all right, all right. Let's move on to Mike Evans. Prop bets for Mike Evans, the wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, re- receptions for Mike Evans, the over, under is four and a half. Uh, over. Definitely yeah. over. Marshawn Lattimore right. is not uh, in this game, so I'm taking, I'm taking the over. <laughs> uh, all right. Chris Godwin, prop bet here. Uh, over under receptions for Chris Godwin, five and a half. Uh, I'm going to go under. Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to take the over here. I'm going I'm under. He, he's over. had some drop problems, and you bring Antonio Brown back, that's going to take away some targets. He, he had a big game yep. last week against uh, the Packers. But again, Antonio Brown not being there, um, 
that that results in more targets for for Godwin. So I'm going to go with under. All right, let's go to Leonard Fournette. Here's a couple for Leonard Fournette. Rushing attempts over under 11 and a half. Over. Really? Yeah. Uh, actually, you know, I, I take that back. Ronald Jones is getting healthier. Uh, I'm going under. I'll go under there. You're going to go under? Okay. Yeah. Uh, especially when you consider Ronald Jones is playing in this game. Yep. He's their main rusher as well. Yeah. All right. Receptions for Leonard Fournette. Over under three and a half. Under. I think they like Ronald Jones more in the passing game. All right. Uh, here's here's one for you. Anytime TD score prop bet. Anytime TD score. Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey are at the top of the board, both at minus 162. Leonard Fournette is at plus 120. Minus Mike Evans, plus 120. Chris Godwin, plus 138. Clyde uh, Edwards-Hilaire at plus 175. Oh man, I mean, uh, it's the, the easy answer is Travis Kelsey. I mean, Travis Kelsey just eats up yep. t- t- touchdowns. He he's he's unstoppable in the red zone. I'm gonna go Travis Kelsey there. Uh, other than that, uh, the Chiefs love Tyreek Hill. I mean, I'm, I'm giving the basic answers here because this is this is probably a sure bet. I, I'm going uh, Travis Kelsey is probably my most confident pick of those. All right, here's some random here's some random prop bets. Will there be a score in the last three and a half minutes of the fourth quarter? Yes is at minus 250, no is at plus 210. Uh, yes, and uh, what's funny is that no, uh, people always think it's going to be like the team trying to come back. Um, last year, we had the, the Chiefs running the ball in, in garbage time, and Damian Williams breaks, breaks a 60-yard touchdown off. So yeah. last three and a half minutes, I think uh, that three and a half minutes is a good cushion. Uh, I'm saying yes. Uh, if it was in the last two minutes, I, I would be more hesitant. hesitant. But uh, three All and right, a half, I'll go with that. All right. The last score of the game will be a touchdown at minus 155 or a field goal or safety at plus 135. Um, I'm going to go uh, field goal. I'll go, I'll go field goal on that one. Okay. All right. Now, how about this scoring prop picks? Total touchdowns in a game is that the over/under is at six and a half. Will they? Will t- will the two teams combined score more than six and a half touchdowns or under six and a half touchdowns? Um, so six and a half, six touchdowns will get you uh, around forty-two points. Uh, I'm going over there. I'll go over. Yeah, I'll, I'm going to go over. I think you know at least one of these teams is going to score four touchdowns in this game. Yeah, and if you're yeah, so I, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm taking the over on the points. So if I'm going to take the over on the points, then it has to be over six touchdowns. All right. The longest touchdown scored in the game, over under, is 44 and a half yards. The over is at minus 110. The under is minus 110. Uh, I think that'll be a big play. Yeah, I'm going to go over. Okay. All right. Will there be three unanswered scores in a game? Three unanswered scores in a game mm-hmm. by one team. The yes, yes is at minus 175. The no is at plus 155. Three straight unanswered. I'm going to say no. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. What about this one? Both teams with at least a 35-yard or longer field goal. Yes is at plus 100. No is at minus 120. Both teams, I'm going to say uh, no. No. I'm not really? Gonna, yeah, because really? I, I think um, one of these teams is, is – I mean, they're both very aggressive play callers. Um, and if the Chiefs do get out to that early lead, which I think they will, 
the Bucks are going to have to uh, go for some fourth downs, I think. All right, so here's the final prop that I'm going to throw at you. Will the game be tied 0-0? Will the game be tied? Oh, I'm sorry. Will be tied after 0-0. Will the game, oh, will will the there game be a be tied again? after 0-0? Yes, is it plus 150? No, is it plus 130? Uh, yes, I think so. Okay. All right. So you you think there's going to be more than one tie in this game? Yeah, I think it's still going to be early. Like I, I think the Bucks could even it at, at seven points early or three points. Um, so I, I think the, the Bucks could match them early in the game. Some of these prop bets are outlandish, man. And, and like I said earlier in this podcast, there's over 600 prop bets in a game. I can't believe people bet on all this stuff, but. I guess when you're putting on that kind of money, you're trying to balance mm-hmm. out your money to lose. Even if, you, even if you win a little bit more than you lose, you just want to make sure you come out ahead. Um, unfortunately, your your Eagles are nowhere near a Super Bowl <laughs> this year. And from the looks of things, it doesn't look like they're going to be near a Super Bowl anytime soon. Uh, you know, We've just heard the latest that Carson Wentz wants out. And teams are now you know, being more aggressive in terms of, of, of trying to get Carson Wentz. Your thoughts. Here's a prop bet for you. Will Carson Wentz wear an Eagles uniform in 2021, yes or no? If you asked me a week ago, I would say yes. But with the news coming out uh, over the, the past few days, um, the Eagles fielding calls uh, about teams wanting to trade for Carson Wentz, potentially giving up a first-round pick for Carson Wentz, uh, I just think if, if a deal like that is on the table, you, you have to take it. Uh, I, I don't think he's going to be on the Eagles next year. Um, but I, I do think there's a chance that his career gets resurrected somewhere. I, I just think this was a bad situation in Philadelphia. Uh, not to make excuses because, I mean, he's a starting quarterback, but that's on him. His performance is on him. Um, but I, I think a fresh start somewhere could be good for him. So uh, it, it hurts to see him leave because that, that 2018 or 2017, uh, 18 season was, was amazing. Um, but I think this is the best move for the organization. Uh, it's, it was good to see what you have in Jalen Hurts. I, I still think there's more you, you still want to see from him. Um, yep. But, I mean, you have you had a limited training camp last year. You had no off-season uh, OTAs. So we might see a different version of him. We might uh, see a little bit more of an intricate offense, maybe going through some more progressions, uh, which we didn't really see from him last year. It was mainly one progression, and if it uh, and if it's not there, run, take off and run. So right. we haven't really seen him go through a full offense with the full training camp. Uh, we, we might see something different, uh, but I think this year, uh, if they make make it to the playoffs, it's it's a bonus. It's it's not uh, it's not something I'm anticipating, but. Um, it's, it's going to be interesting to see. All right. Will Jalen Hurts be with this team in 2021? I think so. I think so. Because I just, I mean, this could be my, my ignorance, uh, but I just don't see how Howie Roseman can can keep his job and, and trade uh, both quarterbacks that he, that he invested a lot into. I mean, Carson Wentz, they traded a bunch to, to move into that, num- that number two spot to draft him and then they gave him all the money uh, a few years ago uh, and then you have Jalen Hurts this year who you spent the second round pick on when there were many other needs on this team uh, I think he has to see if Jalen Hurts if they can make it work with Jalen Hurts I, I I don't see them 
really signing anybody else uh, to be their starting quarterback. And I don't see them spending that number six pick on a, on a quarterback. All right. Will the Eagles be a playoff contending team in 2021? Uh, a playoff contending th- or like contending for the playoffs or or be a contender yep. in, in, in the playoffs? Be a contender. Be a contender. Oh, okay. And, yeah. I don't think that this team is, is contending for a Super Bowl. If they make it to the, if they make it to the playoffs, I will be shocked if they win one game. Um, but I do think uh, this team will will make more sense than this than this past year's team. Uh, I, I will say that, if that makes sense. <laughs> I think in two I think in two thousand twenty one, uh, fans are going to have to just bite their, their lip and grin and bear it. I think two thousand twenty one is going to be a rebuilding year. You have a new coach, fresh ideas. He's going to work with a bunch of young players. You have to delete some veterans because of cap restraints. Um, I think they're going to get a lot younger in a hurry, which means they're going to go through some growing pains. So mm-hmm. I think they're going to be competitive, but I don't think they're going to be a playoff contender. Dak Prescott coming back down in Dallas off that ankle injury with those weapon he ha- weapons he has. Uh, Dallas has already made it very clear that they want Dak Prescott as their quarterback. The Giants are going to be a little bit better. The Redskins are going to be a little bit better. They have a quarterback issue down in Washington, but I like their defense, and their defense is what got them to the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. So I think that defense is going to be even better. I think the Giants, under Joe Judge, another year. Saquon Barkley coming back is going to have more of a balanced attack. Uh, so the Eagles are going to struggle just to keep their heads above water in the NFC East in 2021. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not very optimistic. I, I don't think this team is going to make the playoffs. Uh, but I think it, there's an outside chance. Uh, but that's that's betting on young players to to play um, to play like veterans, which is not normally a a good bet. Uh, and we don't even know what, where we're going to stand with the offensive line. I mean, you have Jason Kelsey. We don't know if he's coming back yet. Uh, Lane Johnson's coming off an injury. Um, Brandon Brooks is coming Brandon off Brooks. off of a major injury. Although he has looked, um, based on the the clips that we've seen from him, uh, he has looked like he could. Uh, that he's he's made a full recovery, but hey, I mean, getting you got you have some guys that are getting older, so you never know. You, it, it, injuries can happen anytime, as we know, uh, as Eagles fans. Plus, we don't know what their left tackle situation is going to be like. Yeah, that's true. Another another player coming back from injury is Andre Dillard. So we still don't really know what we have in him yet. Well, it's going to be interesting. Uh, it's been a great year. I can't wait to see the Super Bowl. Um, you know, I, I've enjoyed talking football with you all season long, of course. Hey, we're going to be back sooner than people think. But we now focus on Super Bowl 55, Patrick Mahomes versus Tom Brady. Andy Reid going for his second consecutive Super Bowl title. Tom Brady going for a seventh Super Bowl ring. That's crazy. In his 10th Super Bowl, seventh Super Bowl ring. Should be a good game, brother Dan. Uh, hey, man, uh, we'll talk to you soon. And let's keep this thing going. Yes, sir. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Jumping the Gun. It is brought to you by Patterson Square Guard. For my man, Brother Dan, I'm Derek Gunn. So long, everybody.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.